0: Now, Peter sat outside in the courtyard, and a servant girl came to him, saying, You also were with Jesus of Galilee. But he denied it before them all, saying, I do not know what you are saying. And when he had gone out to the gateway, another girl saw him and said to those who were there, This fellow also was with Jesus of Nazareth. But again, he denied it with an oath. I do not know the man. And a little later, those who stood by came up and said to Peter, surely you also are one of them, for your speech betrays you. Then he began to curse and swear, saying, I do not know the man. Immediately, a rooster crowed. And Peter remembered the word of Jesus, who had said to him, Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. So he went out and wept bitterly. When morning came, all the chief priests and elders of the people plotted against Jesus to put him to death. And when they had bound him, they led him away and delivered him to Pontius Pilate, the governor. Then Judas, his betrayer, seeing that he had been condemned, was remorseful and brought back the thirty pieces of silver to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned by betraying innocent blood. And they said, what is that to us? You see to it. Then he threw down the pieces of silver in the temple and departed and went and hanged himself. But the chief priest took the silver pieces and said, It is not lawful to put them into the treasury, because they are the price of blood. And they consulted together and bought with them the potter's field to bury strangers in. Therefore that field has been called the field of blood to this day. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, And they took the thirty pieces of silver, the value of him who was priced, whom they of the children of Israel priced, and gave them for the potter's field, as the Lord directed me. This is the holy gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Our sermon text is the first portion of our lesson this evening. These are your words, Heavenly Father. Sanctify us by your truth. Your word is truth. Amen. Dear fellow redeemed, it is said pride goes before a fall. Think of the overconfidence of Napoleon, which led to his defeat at Waterloo. So often we are given to pride, which is our undoing. Our text this evening paints a portrait of Peter. Peter was arguably the most prominent of the Twelve Apostles. His given name was Simon, but Jesus had renamed him Peter, the Rock, He was the one who had made the great confession of Jesus. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus promised to build his church on that confession. Peter thought of himself as a stalwart, diehard apostle, one who would stand tall in the face of adversity. Our text shows him facing a test of this steadfastness. Did he pass? Initially, the answer we find in our text is no. We see Peter disowning Jesus. Yet through the forgiveness of Christ, we see Peter, the boaster, cured. The Gospels, Acts, and the epistles present a character sketch of Peter that shows that he was a complex individual whose life was sometimes one of strange contradictions. He was known to speak and act before thinking. He once rushed out and asked Jesus to command him to walk on water. He wanted to pitch tents for Moses and Elijah, On the Mount of Transfiguration, Peter was gifted with spiritual insight and made great confessions of his faith in Christ, yet he was slow to understand the deeper truths of Jesus' parables. While he could be self-sacrificing, tender-hearted and affectionate, he was also inclined to be self-seeking. When Jesus predicted his suffering and death, Peter expressed his concern and attachment to Jesus. Lord, let it not be, to which Jesus replied, get thee behind me, Satan. As the soldiers came forward to arrest Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, Peter drew his sword and struck a blow, cutting off the right ear of the high priest's servant, Malchus. Jesus rebuked Peter and then healed the man's ear. Soon afterward, as Jesus was arrested, all the disciples deserted him and ran away. John and Peter however, soon regained their composure and followed Jesus at a distance into the city. When do you follow Jesus at a distance? How much easier it is for us to talk about and live our faith when surrounded with other believers but to be silent when we're among unbelievers." Peter, we are told, wanted to see how it would all end. He desired to also to make good on the promises he made of his faithfulness. Earlier that Maundy Thursday evening at the table in the upper room, Jesus told his disciples, this night you will all fall away on account of me. To this Peter replied, even if all fall away on account of you, I never will. I tell you the truth, Jesus answered, this very night before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. As we hear Peter denying Jesus three times in our lesson tonight, ask yourselves, do the words of Peter in our text sound like the words of the same man, uttered in the short span of just one evening. The first denial took place when John, who knew and was known by the high priest, took him into the presence of Annas. When a servant girl recognized him, you also were with Jesus of Naz- of Galilee. He denied any knowledge of Jesus. I don't know what you're talking about. Fear for his own safety was beginning to override his love toward Jesus. Peter denied even knowing about Jesus. Are there times when you deny knowledge about Jesus? Think of times when others have questions about your faith or ask you about the teachings and practices of your church. Do you feel up to the challenge? Or do you feel like you're not qualified to give an answer or to speak up for the truths of God's word? Peter's first epistle encourages us to always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. The hope of eternal life is ours. Since Christ, by his death, has taken away our deserved punishment of eternal death, and by his rising from the dead, has opened for us the gates of heaven. Secondly, another girl saw Peter and said to the people there, This fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth. Peter replied, even with an oath, I don't know the man. Here he denied his association with Jesus. We are living in a culture that is often hostile to Christianity. Think of how the media portrays those who have firm confessions of their Christian faith and take a firm stand against abortion. Do you want to be associated with Christianity when it is ridiculed? Do you feel shame when others criticize you for the strict conservative teachings of your church, when other churches appear so open and accepting? Jesus has promised us, whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge him before my Father in heaven. God grant us such faith to say, along with the Apostle Paul, I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. After this second denial, Peter returns to warming himself by the fire. But the servants can't help but notice the shy and weary man and make merry at his expense. From all sides comes the accusation that he's a disciple of Jesus. Thirdly, after a little while, those standing there went up to Peter and said, Surely you are one of them, for your accent gives you away. Peter had a decidedly rural Galilean accent that was conspicuous in the city of Jerusalem. Peter stuck out like a sore thumb just when he was trying to blend in. Have you ever traveled to another part of the country and had others comment on your Minnesota or Midwestern accent? Nearly every day of my vicarage in Oregon, my supervising pastor would comment on some word that revealed my Minnesota accent. May we as Christians be known for our Galilean accent by our lives and words that reflect our faith in Jesus of Galilee. Then he began to call down curses on himself, and he swore to them, I don't know the man. Peter was headstrong and had a temper, and he always wanted to say things with as much emphasis and exaggeration as possible. Peter denied Jesus a third time, even to the point of cursing himself. Peter, the rock, had hit rock bottom. Following this third denial, immediately a rooster crowed. Then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken. Before the rooster crows, you will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. The temptation to deny Jesus before others is a common one. It's the first and earliest temptation of the young who are stepping out into the world. It is the temptation of a boy or girl who, in staying at a friend's house or at college or under the eyes of their peers, feels uneasy and inclined to forego bedtime and meal prayers. Luke includes this important detail, that after the rooster crowed, the Lord turned and looked straight at Peter, Then Peter remembered the word the Lord had spoken to him. Peter was outside in the enclosed courtyard while Jesus was being taken from the trial by Caiaphas to the Sanhedrin when Jesus caught Peter's eye. Jesus' sad and reproachful look of love finds its way into the very heart of Peter. Jesus' look of concern brought Peter to repentance. Last week... We heard Jesus speak appealingly to Judas, but he cast only a look at Peter. Jesus' words were lost on Judas, but the look of Jesus brought Peter to repent. Following his resurrection from the dead. Jesus reinstated the repentant Peter as an apostle, showing him that he was forgiven and giving him an opportunity to express his faith and love for his Savior. As we read in John 21, So when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Peter was grieved because he said to him, the third time do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Such a character as Peter needed sifting. Peter was full of pride, and pride is the enemy of faith. There's a warning for us also here against self-sufficiency questionable company, and other forms of denying the Lord. Scripture warns, Let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. Peter had boasted that his love for Jesus was greater than all of his fellow disciples. And here is where we so often fail in thinking that we are not as bad as other people are. May this example of Peter lead us To watch and pray. And when we have failed to confess our sins. And to trust in the grace of God. Which is in Christ Jesus. And having been forgiven and restored to discipleship. Let us go forth as Peter did. To serve God and our fellow men. Walking close to Jesus in faith and love. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, as now and will be forever. Amen.